Gracious God, giver of hope and of life, be with us and sustain us in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, good morning, all saints. I always love being up here with you all. It's just a joy, so good morning. I'll begin with a story. My spouse, Trina, spent several summers in the most northern parts of the United States, leading canoe trips, often for Girl Scouts or for all women's groups. The women would fly in or drive in from all across the country in order to spend 7 to 12 days out on the lakes in the land of the 10,000 lakes. After just a few trips of, after just a few times of leading these trips in the wilderness, Trina became really clear that there was something greater than just the excitement and the adventure of being out there that was happening. She was clear that in the rustle of the leaves, in the stillness of the water, she knew she was in the presence of the divine. And so she wanted to share that experience with her groups. And in so doing, she would invite them to take on different exercises, exercises and attempt to help them pay better attention to the divine. Trina tells me that she remembers one group in particular, mostly because they were a very talkative group. And she also remembers them because it's the only group she ever led that consisted of all women and one girl, a tween named Laurie. Now, Trina gave the group instructions before setting off for that morning. The instructions were, as you go throughout the day, I want you to count the number of shades of green that you see throughout the day. And when she gave those instructions, Laurie, her young eyes just lit up, and it was clear that she was going to take this on seriously. And so as they canoed across the pristine lakes, the women, the adults, the responsible ones, well, they were true to form. They just talked and talked and talked. Meanwhile, Laurie was watching and looking, and every once in a while you would hear in a sing-song voice, she would say, you're missing it, you're missing it. They were dismissive of the child, not paying any attention, just continued to talk. Trina's like, I remember hearing this woman say, when I get home, I have to go get a massage. (laughs) Others agreed and talked about how sore and achy their bodies were. But Laurie, in the background, was saying, you're missing it. You're missing it. At the end of the evening, when it was time to debrief around the campfire, Trina asked the women and that one lone girl, how many shades of green did you see? And the women, talkative, remember, they immediately launched into a number of reasons why they kind of lost count. They were like, well, you know, we were really tired. I was trying to get to know my canoe buddy better. I just, you know, I'm having so much pain, I couldn't concentrate. They went on and on with different excuse and explanation, and finally you got to little Laurie, that tween. And she stood up proudly and said, you all missed it. There were 35 shades.
shades of green, and they were all beautiful. And then, as young people are wont to do, they always want to tell us that they know better. So she launched in promptly about all of the different shades of green that she'd seen throughout the day. In this morning's gospel, our locust-eating, camel-skin-wearing friend, John the Baptist, is back. But this time, the great prophet is no longer out in the woods baptizing people in a stream and making claims about his cousin, Jesus, being the Messiah. Instead, today we find John in jail. And his usual proclamations and prophecies have been replaced with questions. John is asking, is Jesus really the one? Is he really the Messiah, or did I get it all wrong? From his vantage point in jail, John just isn't so confident anymore about Jesus' ability. Now, you know, over the months, it's clear, John had heard the stories and the tales He'd heard people in the jail chattering about how Jesus had healed some sick people, cleansed some lepers. There was even some audacious tale of Jesus raising someone from the dead. But in this place of despair and loneliness that John found himself in, he couldn't hear those stories. From his place of disappointment and sheer hopelessness, of being in jail, even though the stories were around him, he just missed it. He he missed all of the signs that said, yes, John, you were right. Jesus is the Messiah, the one who was coming to set the captives free. Despite all the signs being there, he just missed it. And y'all, let me be honest. I miss it too. I miss the signs that Christ was here, that Christ is here, and that Christ will be here. I get caught up in my own feelings sometimes. I get caught up in my own sense of disappointment and fear. From my vantage point, with all my identities as a black woman, as a a gay woman, from all of my identities and that vantage point, I can't always see the Messiah. I can't always see the Messiah working in this world, healing and saving and redeeming. I miss it sometimes. And yes, I read the stories too, just like you all. I see the Facebook posts of these stories of great miracles. I know about the Syrian refugee who came as a refugee and now is a doctor, or the family of seven who found themselves safe, escaping a war-torn country and being brought into refuge among us. But even still, I miss it sometimes. I miss the miracles. I miss Christ's presence in the world. I miss seeing the signs of the divine that would show up if I just slowed down long enough to notice the 35 different shades of green. And you all miss it too, right? Sometimes you miss it. 
You start to feel, as the young people say, some type of way. And you, like John the Baptist, like me, like the children of Israel, you miss it. Like the innkeepers that we'll learn about and hear about as we grow closer to Christmas, you will miss it. And we learn from the gospel that that's okay. But my friends, we have a responsibility. We have something to learn from that young tween named Laurie. You see, we have to be people in the world who walk around and say, don't miss it. Don't miss it. Look, the light of Christ is here because the light of Christ always shows up in the midst of darkness. Don't miss the miracles that are happening all around you and in you. We must be the lorries of the world. The lorries of the world who count the shades of green. For those 35 shades of green are 35 signs of God's creativity. 35 signs of God's desire to capture our attention. 35 ways of saying, I'm here and I love you and there is light for you. And like those 35 shades of green, my friends, Christ is here. Simply waiting for you to notice. Waiting for you to share with the rest of the world. So friends... Let's be like Laurie. Let's help each other not miss it. Let's go with one another out to the poor, to the meek, to the marginalized. Let's go out to the trees, the streams, and the lakes and see and be Christ in this world. Amen.